deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. Nice dramatic pause, buddy. What's going on? (laughs) How are we doing tonight? Ah, We're doing pretty good. Starting to get a, you know, the news front started to heat up a little bit. Same thing with our weather, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, well, anything above 30 would be warmer than it has been. So uh, we got some time change coming up this weekend. We Oh, damn. You know, just, All right. just, just when I'm getting used to it being a little bit light out when I leave for work, it's going to be dark as all sin again. So, yeah. Uh, so we spring those clocks forward. Uh, but anyhow, there has been some good football news. Uh, but before we get to that, how the heck have you been? Not bad, buddy. Uh, just uh, took a week-long vacation or staycation, if you will, last week that we capped off with a nice trip to go watch our Fighting Illini play in the Northwestern Wildcats. So that that was a good time. Been a long time since we've done that together. Absolutely. Uh, it was fun to take uh, my son uh, down and and experience his first game and uh, see the, the renovations at the uh, State Farm Center. It's hard for me to say that. but Assembly Hall, buddy. All the, always. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, see a victory. So hopefully we'll be able to get down there a little bit more often. And uh, hopefully the Illini uh, keep showing some improvement uh, in the years to come. Because it's been quite the drought here lately. Yeah, man. I, I was excited because, I mean, it, it was nice to be able to share that experience with, with your, you know, with you and your son being his first game and, and whatnot. But uh, I was also a little excited because uh, we had some custom shirts made that were, uh, in my opinion, pretty sick. So if you guys follow the account, the, our Twitter and Instagram accounts, our uh, Illini, our chief Illini, Absolutely. another bad call. with They were uh, pretty slick. So thanks, thanks to Made by Leslie because those were amazing. Yeah, excellent designs. Uh, if you if you got any uh, art projects you need uh, help with, hit her up. Uh, she, she does very good work. Uh, the, the shirts were... We're sweet. Um, speaking of shirts, we do still have uh, some of those shirts in various colors and sizes. Uh, so just uh, hit me up on social media and I'll uh, get you set up with one of those uh, 25 bucks that will help support the show and uh, help us to bring you some good content over the uh, upcoming season. I... Uh, I I I got to tell you I've been on my big health kick here this year and it's uh, hasn't been easy but I've been working on 
eating well and everything and but I broke down my the the oldest had a choir uh, concert this evening I had to drop her off <laughs> so you you had to drink afterwards is that where uh, this is going <laughs> I, I drank before and now I'm having a drink after so, uh, nothing like tailgating a, a choir concert it, it, it's it's convenient that there's a, a whiskey bar like a block away from where I have to drop her off for school so um, we uh, had a little a little uh, happy hour treat and now I'm drinking a nice 18th street uh, milkshake IPA called bubble up tasty as all get out I do recommend highly well it's funny you should mention the 18th street because I too broke down and uh, I'm drinking one of their collaboration beers that they did with Franklin house uh, called 1857 it's a uh, India Pale Ale with some grapefruit grapefruit zest added in. Uh, It's pretty good. So, I mean, it should tell you something that I have not been drinking pretty much since like week five or something since I lost my voice and whatnot. But uh, I decided to break one out tonight. Yeah. No, I've had one of those. I visited the brewery, and and that's that's really good. So, uh, Uh, Yeah, the only place you can get it, I, I mean... You, you might be able to get it at 18th if it's if it's on tap at the time, but uh, you know, get yourself to Franklin House if you can because it's good stuff. Sweet, sweet. And that's not ad copy either. That's just a personal recommendation. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of the best uh, breweries here in the Chicagoland region. So, um, well, there is some news. It, it was it broke uh, almost seems like it, as soon as we put the cap on the, our episode uh, was it a week and a half ago two weeks ago yeah man we it, we robed up and uh craft robed down it was <laughs> yeah the uh the the news cycle about uh, bob craft getting himself a little rub and tug from a nearly 60 year old woman in a massage parlor uh, if if you can't tell how starved everybody is for some NFL news, that uh, wow. <laughs> okay, first of all, can I point out how much I love that you just called him Bob Kraft like you went to school with the guy? <laughs> I'm not that freaking old. But, but uh, well, I didn't say words. Just the anyway. Uh, well, yeah, we, man. We, we got pretty familiar <laughs> with his uh, personal habits, so I figured we use the. Uh, I mean, what a, what a what a crazy turn of events there. You know, the the uh, air quotes here massage parlor that he was you know, frequenting and under investigation for human trafficking. Uh, so, <laughs> and I was going to say, uh, you know, what a way to celebrate a Super Bowl victory. But uh, that was that was AFC Championship time, even so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can only go to Disney World so many times before it's like, okay, I got it. I mean, we were going every two years. It's like, all right, what else you got for me? And uh, he found out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Well, that being said, (laughs) do we got anything better to talk about? I don't know if we got better, but we do have more to talk about. Uh, Uh, You know, uh, let's touch base on the quick news. Um, 
you know, we're, we're Chicago Bear fans, obviously. Uh, season ended after a, a little doink action, if you will, for uh, Cody Parkey hitting off the field goal post there. So the Bears tried out a, a number of kickers, and uh, we get a guy whose last name is Blewett. Like, that that's who emerges from the group. Uh, well, that, that's not a good sign <laughs> I don't for know. us. <laughs> You know, we don't know that that's going to be their kicker for the upcoming season at this well, point. Well, didn't they sign a guy a couple of weeks ago, too, and uh, there's history of him hitting field goal posts as well? Like, is, Are we just doomed that that's our fate? Oh, I think at this point it's uh, – they're, they're just grasping, trying to pull in as many candidates as possible and uh, see what kind of competition they can get throughout camp. And hopefully, uh, blew it. Uh, if that's who they end up with, uh, does not live up to the name. Yeah, let's let's hope not. In a little bit uh, other Bears news, uh, rumors out today. I think Adam Schefter was reporting that uh, the Bears might be shopping Jordan Howard, and there's quite the uh, interest here. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at that tweet from uh, roughly nine hours ago, and it says multiple teams approached the Chicago Bears at the combine last week and discussed a potential trade for running back Jordan Howard. Per league sources, discussions ongoing. So there's a couple things in that that um, stick out to me. Uh, number one, it says that the teams approached the Bears, so the Bears aren't or weren't in theory actively trying to shop him around you know but they're going to listen to offers because why would you not ever listen to offers for any of your players at this point Uh, but the discussions ongoing lead me to believe that you know this is something that they're leaning towards yeah i i I could see especially with um as little draft capital as they have this year it and and Howard not exactly being the perfect fit for the Matt Nagy offense. I could see where if they could get a good value, uh, maybe a early third round pick, maybe you know, maybe even squeeze out a second round, late second. It'd be hard not to make that move. I yeah, I don't see a situation though where a team gives up anything more than a fourth, which is which is crazy because you're talking about a young back who's been fairly productive. I mean, he had a down year, but that was they were using a completely different scheme. And, you know, everybody's going to say, okay, well, what if Jordan Howard only fits what a zone blocking scheme? You know, what if that's the only can run? But it's not like the other scheme was opening up these massive holes for him to run through either. So once they figured out what scheme worked best for the line and Howard, it, you know, the running game came to life a little bit. I have concerns over this as a fan is if you get rid of Jordan Howard, who's who's our feature back? What are we going to do? Because as impressive as a talent as Tariq Cohen is and as important as he is to the offense, I don't think he's your every down hammer home back that you still need in the NFL. Well, I, I don't think that they would go with Cohen as a feature back. Uh, I was I was looking a little bit, uh, and we'll get into it maybe some more 
um, with the combine talk, but there's are a few uh, mid-round looking running backs who who had some good numbers at the combine and might be uh, decent decent looking for uh, picks. There's a guy out of Memphis, Daryl Henderson, uh, who ran a four three seven, and uh, he he's kind of he's he's kind of a Short, stocky guy, 5'8", 208, um, averaged over eight yards per carry in college. So he could be somebody that's an option. A couple other guys, Penn State, uh, Miles Sanders, and uh, Temple's Rykel Armstead. So there, there's some guys out there. I, I, a lot of teams have been going for that mid, mid-round running back and and the Bears have had some reasonable success uh, picking picking there. So it, I'm sure that they're not going to try to make Cohen their feature back. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like I said, it, as important as he is to the offense and as talented as he is and as fast as he is, I just don't think it's enough, you know, to – to really take over that number one running back spot that you need. So, no, no, I mean, it's a, it's a replaceable position, uh, which really hurts again. You know, Howard had a down year and, you know, it's been proven that, you know, it, it's a replaceable position. So there's not going to be a ton of value there. In my opinion, I think you're better off holding on to him at this point in time. Cause, uh, what's out there is either, uh, unproven or doesn't look great so yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see but i i kind of at this point i kind of expect the bears to move howard just because i i was thinking that immediately probably I, maybe not even following the season i started thinking that in season and now that there's reports that teams are interested in him and approach the Bears about him, I, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. But uh, other news uh, on the trade markets this week, it was reported that Antonio Brown, a deal could likely be in place by Friday. The market seems to be heating up. Um, well, of note, we are recording on a Thursday night. So, uh, <laughs> Again, the the news will probably come out like two hours after the episode gets released of where he's <laughs> where he's intended to go. Yeah, and uh, most uh, definitely he's going to end up in a place with a downgrade at a quarterback. And for somebody who complains about a quarterback that's probably that's won a few Super Bowls or a couple Super Bowls anyway, it's. Uh, He's sure to be disappointed wherever he goes. So I don't know. I saw Tennessee out there as, as a, a possible destination. I think uh, Washington was in that conversation as well, and maybe a couple of mystery teams. As long as he doesn't end up in the NFC North, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was some like, hey, maybe he'll end up in uh, – 
you know, on the Packers. But I, from what I've heard, uh, it doesn't look like the Packers are going to be involved in it. So, and I mean, I don't see him going to the Lions and what are the Vikings going to do with him? You got two Stefan Diggs-like characters on the same team. I mean, it'd be scary, but I just don't see it after they went and paid all that money for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't think they can afford that. They've got all that off, uh, money tied up in the offense as it is. Um, so, it'd be interesting. Like I said, we're we're we've been kind of in a lull for NFL news and starting to heat up. Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I brought up Washington there and reports out today that they're probably going to pull the trigger on a trade for another stinking quarterback. Yeah. Um, was it Barstool Nate broke that news earlier that they're going after uh, Case Keenum in uh, an interesting deal where I, I didn't really see the details of it other than I saw that there was a mention that maybe uh, it was like a sixth or seventh round pick uh, for the trade and that Denver was going to split the salary. It was like a $7 million salary and uh, they were both going to pay three and a half million, which, <laughs> you know, well, well, I don't really understand. I don't understand it from either side, to be honest with you. Well, I think that, Denver's just trying to dump salary there because they signed him to that deal and and then they went out and made a trade for Flacco so they they can't bear to have that much salary tied up in in a backup quarterback so I guess what I'm not sure how I uh, view this from a Redskins standpoint it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense they've got Colt McCoy there who I think is probably just as capable as Keenum and, and you know, in, in keeping that spot warm for Alex Smith uh, as he rehabs from that horrific leg injury. Yeah. And I mean, really, I mean, you said Colt McCoy, but it looked to me like they were leaning more on Josh Johnson than anything. And you want to talk about two different styles of quarterback play there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like you can do the exact same things with both quarterbacks. So I don't know. Maybe they're, you know, it, it could be the the stopgap that they're looking at, and they may be looking at somebody in the draft. But I, I don't know. It just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, you know, I understand the Broncos. Keenum wants out. Like you know, he was he didn't know about the trade for Flacco, and you know, his feelings were hurt and all that. You know, fun stuff that goes along with the business side of things, but. You know, so from his side, yeah, get out of there. But for Denver to be paying still part of the money, and I, I just don't see the fit. You know, it, it would have made more sense to me to see the Redskins go after, um, you know, uh, Derek Carr or, or Rosen or you know something, something like that. You know, get yourself a a younger guy that you've got more time or potential with. I just, I just don't see it with Keenum, so I, don't, I really don't know what this is. Well, the Redskins have kind of been a colossal WTF uh, under the uh, ownership of Dan Snyder, so nothing they do really surprises me, and it's never very exciting. So, Yeah, I mean, I, this has to be Gruden's last year. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> what do you got to do? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Or at least hot seat them or something, but 
What else do we have going on in the NFL? Um, oh, yeah, Nick Foles looking like, uh, I think this is probably the, the uh, most, uh, probably or the least uh, surprising news. It looks like he's going to end up in Jacksonville uh, once free agency hits. I think it's a good fit. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but he, he certainly can't be worse than Bortles. Yeah, so Foles is – I don't want to say game manager because he's, he's a little bit more than that. Uh, but I don't think he's a special I'm going to win you a game. What you have with him is you've got a consistent – more accurate guy uh, that seems to have a better grasp of how to how to run an offense. So if they can get back to a running game and their defense, uh, Nick Foles is an improvement over over Blake Bortles. You know they they could be uh, right back there on the verge of where they were not this last season but the the previous one. Um, that, so that might it's be, a good play for them. I I you know. I wonder if that might be an interesting landing spot for Antonio Brown if they were to be able to pull that off. You know, they're they're right there with all that young defensive talent. Yeah, do you want that much drama with Antonio Brown and um, Fournette on the same team, though? Oh, man, that would be make for a great uh, um, hard knocks. (laughs) Like Steelers 2.0 type of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, maybe maybe not, but I, I think it'd be pretty pretty interesting, and it might launch them up there into that contender stratosphere for for a season or two. While while they have these young defensive players under control, they're not going to end up being able to pay them all. But yeah, uh, while they still have them together, might so. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just no. I, I was just saying it, it might be uh, pretty interesting to watch. I'm not sure it's likely, but uh, I think it'd be be kind of fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, like you said, I don't think it's very likely because I I don't see Coughlin being the type of guy that's going to put up with anything like that. So, um, in a little less exciting. Uh, news uh, the Ravens did sign Nick Boyle to a three-year contract uh, their tight end who uh, would have been the biggest tight end free agent out there uh, in a in a pass heavy league he's one of the best run blocking tight ends there is so uh, you know just little tiny news to keep track of uh, takes one guy off the market that uh that rates on the excitement meter about as high as like your backup left guard. I don't know, but <laughs> hey, man, we're, we're you know, tight ends a player too. I guess I don't. <laughs> I think he was like the fourth tight end receiving option on the Ravens. Well, that's why I said run blocking tight end. It just run what blocking. <laughs> okay, I'm drinking. Let me alone. <laughs> Anywho, um, we're coming off uh, the NFL Combine where 
the top college football players have the opportunity to make a name for themselves, pimp their stock, answer all kinds of weird questions from NFL teams, and then, uh, you know, disappoint by not completing the uh, test. But uh, the (laughs) biggest uh, winner, I, I would say, out of the combine... Probably DK Metcalf. He just wowed everybody, and I think he stole the headlines with uh, just about every metric that he put out there with the you know his four three three forty and over forty inch vertical and you know bench press you know out of out of this world. The guy looks like a freak. You wonder what his hands are like though. Yeah, that's only a little important if you're a receiver. Uh, I mean, you don't really have to worry about using those at all, do you? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's been a couple other uh, receivers that have come out uh, looking like freak athletes but uh, looked like they had tape wrapped around their fingers. Uh, So we'll we'll see. We'll see if he can catch the ball, but he certainly uh, put up the kind of numbers that – Screams Oakland Raiders or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the guy's just a, you know, he, he's one of those athletic freaks. He's got the physical size, and <clears throat> he came out and he ran faster than everybody expected. And, you know, he did good on the weight reps and everything. And, uh, you know, he had himself a good weekend. Uh, pro day is going to be important. But, yeah, I, I'd be curious to see where he ends up. But, uh you know the the bigger name that was I mean the big name that was actually coming out of the combine didn't even work out, just uh, did the interview part of it and and uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was probably kind of expected. He had all that hype and and he wants to have his own uh, his own day, so he'll work out on his pro day. But uh, it, it's interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about Kyler Murray. I, I don't. I don't project him being an immediate uh, fantasy superstar. Somebody's going to draft him in the first round, and you know he might not really have first-round talent, but so often with the quarterback position, it happens. These guys, uh, when, when teams get desperate, uh, jump up and draft guys that probably don't in the scheme of where everybody else is position and talent wise belong that high. So, so I just, I I had this conversation and my memory is not serving me well enough to remember that if we talked about it or not on the last episode. So I'll have to go back and and listen about uh, Josh Rosen getting traded and the Cardinals taking Murray at one. Uh, essentially at that point in time becoming the new Cleveland Browns where they just use their first round pick on a QB every year until they find somebody that they like. Um, and rumors are starting to head that way more uh, that they were, that they were shopping Rosen. And if they do that, then you got to expect that Kingsbury's taken Murray at one, which is just, it's kind of mind blowing to me because I read another story and uh, it could have been, uh, you know, just teams 
trying to knock his stock down a little bit, that he did not do very well in the interview process. And that there are a lot of questions about his work ethic and his ability to handle playbook and to lead. So I, I'd have real concerns taking him top 10. It, it's yeah. I mean, I probably would too, just cause I don't know if he, I don't, I don't know if I trust the, the, the talent though. He, the metrics and numbers kind of compare to Baker Mayfield a little bit. I think Baker Mayfield had a, similar type uh, knock on him with the interview process. And then all of a sudden he shot up when it got the closer it got to draft day. And he turned out to be a, a pretty good leader for the Browns. I'm not saying that'll be Kyler Murray. Cause I don't think he has quite the uh, it factor pizzazz, the personality, the, the uh, Jim McMahon esque swag swagger, um, it, but, yeah, that, it, but it remains to be seen. Actually, I think it's probably good for him if the Cardinals do pick him. He he kind of fits what Cliff Kingsbury probably likes to do from an offensive standpoint. Uh, just the the, the Cardinals O line was so bad last year that I, I unless they do something to fix that, I don't think uh, it's going to matter much. Yeah, you just got to have the guy that can run. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the 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 knock on Mayfield, if I remember correctly, is more his attitude than questioning his his work ethic and his ability to lead. Um, you know, there was no doubts about that. But I don't know. Like I said, it could just be all fodder, you know, and teams trying to knock his stock down so that maybe he he drops a little bit, but. You know, time will tell. We're what about a month out at this point in time, so yeah. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, next week the news cycle with the NFL really should start to pick up with free agency coming. We'll start to see what direction teams are leaning, um, how how they're going to try to address their needs via free agency, and that might give us a better clue than what direction they'll take with the draft. So in the coming weeks, we definitely will have some uh, some new episodes coming out and talking about about where all these big names land uh, and, and what that means, uh, both from an NFL competitive standpoint and a DFS standpoint. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. You know, that free agency that started the new year is, you know, it's like another Christmas morning. Just like, how much news can I take in in one day? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, J.D., why don't you uh, go ahead and tell people where they can find you on the social media outlets? All those same places, at J.D. West 22, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, go ahead and hit us up. Go to iTunes, subscribe, help us out. Get us some questions. You know, you want us to talk about something specific. You you know, you got a, a trade rumor. Or, uh, you know, how do you think a certain free agent will fit somewhere? We'd, we'd love to dig into that and, and talk about that for you. Absolutely. And you can find me on Twitter at Justin M. West, uh, Instagram at JMW1977. 
You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us anotherbadcall at gmail.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.